Let's go! From the four corners of the globe, welcome to the Park Chat Theme Park Podcast. Join us as we dive deep into a world of fun and adventure to discover what Australia's theme parks are all about. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Park Chat. On today's episode of Park Chat, we talk all things fun fields. I'm Matt and I'm joined today with Ash. Hey Matt, hey listeners, how are you all going? So, yesterday, Ash joined me down in Victoria. Uh, I had a big weekend of water parks, started off in Gumbaya. Then Sunday, we moved down to Funfields. When we got to Funfields, we interviewed the co-owner and managing director of the park, Angelo, who um, Ash has quite a bit of a friendship with, it turns out. They sat down, they had a chat about the, the, I guess, the background of the park, what goes into designing and operating a water park, Ange's role, as well as a whole bunch of other random things. And uh, then we also got Ash to jump onto the new Supernova as well as Gravity Wave. What did you think of the two slides, Ash? Oh, look, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed them. I think Gravity Wave between the two uh, is is my favourite. I think, I don't know, I just felt the height a little bit more on that one. Uh, but they were both fantastic. I mean, for those that know me, I'm not the biggest water park guy. I think I, I really put it down to the fact that when I don't wear my glasses, I am blind. But yeah, it, honestly, I had a lot of fun. Uh, it may convince me to uh, check out some of the local slides on the Gold Coast, I think. But yeah, honestly, it was it was a really good day, and it was nice to to get back to Funfields. I mean, I've now been to both parks before, but this obviously was a the first time I did both back to back on the same trip, and it was really interesting seeing the differences between the two parks. And I'm 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 being honest the the passion and you know the the attention to detail that uh, the owners of Funfields have for the park is really mind-blowing. And it was so interesting then talking to them about some of those things because they, you know, they have a lot of passion and a lot of drive and it just sets the scene for some, I guess, really interesting differences between the two parks. Yeah, I think speaking with um, Angelo was a really, really good opportunity. Um, we'll go into that interview a bit later on in the podcast and I don't know about you and I don't know about the listeners, but it's something I think we should definitely try to do a bit more. Um, each park, as we all know, they all have a different feel. They all are run differently as well. So, it's interesting, to, I guess, to pick the brains of the people who operate these parks, who own these parks, to see what drives them, what's their passion, what is the product they're trying to deliver. Because we did find, um, didn't we, Ash, and we're speaking with Angelo, that I guess his goals and ambitions for the park are actually quite different. And I guess the way that they manage how they grow the park is quite different to, say, a village roadshow or a gun buyer world. Yeah, look, 100%. And I, I'll, I'll give everyone a little bit of a spoiler, but, you know, just, 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 the, just the mindset behind adding attractions, you know, like at Funfields, I, I thought it was quite interesting when, um, you know, Anne said that, you know, they add attractions to help with demand like for example when the park's busy to help cope with that growth you know as opposed to say the gold coast which i mean at least from what they say they 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 make it you know for example annual reporting you know they they talk about what's coming next and you know they obviously want growth on attendance and all of that and 
yeah, it, it, it just seems like a very different mindset, but, you know, behind adding attractions and, and, and how they operate the park. And I guess that probably comes back to the fact that it is a family-owned park for, say, Village Roadshow, Gumbaya World, Dream World, all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely quite interesting and something – I think it's something that everyone's going to learn something from and it's going to change the way they, you know, they critique parks in the future because it is, it is certainly an eye-opener. It was for me. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. Um, comparing it to, you know, I guess even just comparing both Funfields and Gumbaya, the way that they've planned their development, the way they plan their attraction lineup, Gumbaya has gone really ambitious and put in some roller coasters, something we haven't seen in Victoria, um, I guess, as a, a way to try to bring in the crowds. Whereas, uh, you're right, Funfields, their, their growth plan is definitely more of, okay, we've got Gravity Wave. It's a really popular slide, but it's our highest thrill slide. We need another high thrill slide to help with this capacity. And so, they're putting a second one in just to really alleviate the- um, I guess, the, the cues and the crowds that come with Gravity Wave. Yeah, you're very right there as well. And it is interesting when I was at Funfields yesterday, you know, people were still checking out all the other slides, you know, the obviously the Voodoo and, and some of the dry attractions as well. So, you know, it wasn't just a case of everyone flocking to the latest and greatest. It was a, a park that really everyone was just enjoying different areas. And for some that was just chilling out by the very nice and toasty warm wave pool so yeah it was, it was a very, very different uh very different vibe to Gumbaya. and i don't know whether that was weather whether that was the fact that I'll, I'll be honest biased from hey we're about to interview the director here maybe i was looking at it differently i don't know but my impression of the park was totally different and the first thing i honestly thought was this is kind of the the place that i'd probably want to come more if i had a, had an annual pass and i was a local because yeah. I, I could just see myself chilling out here and just enjoying the ambience a lot more than, say, Gumbaya World, which admittedly was busy and hot when I went. Yeah, and look, I think I feel like they definitely they serve different purposes, the two parks. And I've said this a few times. Um, Gumbaya World is more of like a dream world in a sense that you've got lots of different things to try, but not a lot of one thing. So, you wouldn't go to Dream World for thrill rides, for example, because there's not a lot of them. But if you want a variety in your day, it's something that's perfect. So, I think Gumbaya allows you to do that. You can check out the animals, you can go on a couple of water slides, you can go on a couple of rides, but you can't you know, spend an entire day there at the water park because there's simply not enough there. Whereas Funfields really caters towards that. It's a summer park. It's a summer vibe. Come here on a hot day, even on a cooler day because they're, they're warm slides. And uh, um, Yeah, you literally can spend a whole day there at the water park. They've got that many different rides and attractions for you to do. I will say it, it's going to not be a surprise when I say Funfields doesn't have a roller coaster. But when it comes to adult dry rides, I actually felt that, well, actually, probably for kids' rides as well, Funfields takes the uh, takes the win for flat rides in general. I mean, yes, obviously, mm. they don't have a massive lineup of, of thrill flat rides, but they still technically have one more than Gumbaya. And, I mean, Gumbaya, what, they've got the, the, the traveling gyro swing and then kids' rides. Am I mistaken there, Matt, or is that correct? No, you're right. So, the only, um, I guess, flat ride for older people or adolescents at, at Gumbaya World is Rebel. And mm -hmm. I think it does 
it detracts a little bit that it's a traveling ride. I do oh, really 100%. wish that it was a permanent installation. Yes. Um, I think that just gives a bit more of a polished feel like you get at Fun Fields. You know, Voodoo is set in the ground and there's theming around it. Same with um, Blackbeard's Fury, the pirate yes. ship. It's set in the ground. There's theming around it. Whereas- and I actually think the theming of the kids area is better at Fun Fields as well. Although, the f- I, I must have been, I didn't venture into that area, but it probably mm. felt a little bit smaller. Am I right in saying that? Maybe not so much in quantity, but just the, the overall land. In Funfields or Gunbuyer? In in Funfields. Like, it, it's not as spread out as Gunbuyer, which has its pros and its cons, but I'm just, yeah. sort of, I guess, going through the differences. Yeah. No, I think the one in Funfields is a bit more closer together, um, but they do in Gunbuyer, they've got like a shaded area, which I'm pretty sure I was actually carried over from Gumbaya Park. So, we can't really critique too much with current day because that is an attraction they brought over their sort of kids area. Um, but the Funfields one, it, it's small, but when you're in there, it's not tiny. Now, for those that are, I guess, locals, I, I wonder if like region plays a big part as well into yeah. what you choose because the biggest thing I sort of got from the two parks was that there's- Neither of them are like better. Like some people talk about Gumbaya World, like they're on a diff- they're in a different league because they've got you know a Gold Coast roller coaster and 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 they've got the uh, TNT, which in some respects they do if you if you go off spending. But if you look at you know boxes ticked, you've got the Thrill Market probably covered at least in the dry end at Gumbaya. You've I would undoubtedly say there's a better water slide collection at Funfields. The lazy river at at at, at Gumbaya potentially helps push it over to a win for them, but then you've got a beautifully themed wave pool at Funfields, uh, and then obviously go mm. into the kids section, which is neither here or there because I feel like there's pros and cons on both ends. So I kind of feel like it 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 I, I can't put a finger on which one I prefer more. I mean, Gumbaya is a master plan theme park; you can see that. But Funfields is lush and extremely well maintained. So I feel like mm. there's like they're like almost polar op- opposites to one another. And I, yeah. I honestly, uh, you know, I, I think I have a slight favour towards Funfields. But honestly, there the pros and the cons between them too. It's it's really hard to to choose. I mean, yeah. I mean, Matt, would you agree with what I'm saying? Like like am I am I sort of saying anything controversial to a Melbourneite or, or is that sort of how you look at it as well? No, that's definitely how I see it. As I as I mentioned, like they they both serve different purposes. Um I get what you're saying with Gumbire and having that that lazy river. I think it really, really helps with capacity and it's something that Funfields need to consider for the future is just another um, attraction that can take a lot of people to move them away from footpaths and move them away from the wave pool. Because admittedly, the wave pool at Funfields, whilst better themed, is significantly smaller than the one um, that you would see at Gumbire. So, yeah, I think they, they serve different purposes enough that you couldn't really compare the two. You couldn't look at them like a dream world versus movie world in a sense. They they have, yeah, completely different purposes. I, I'm going to go all out and say fun fields have the best water slides in Australia. Um, I think their collection of water slides and the quality of the water slides is just really, really good. So, if, if you're going for like a, a water park day, 
I think you're going to lean more towards your fun fields. But if you're going to pick between just spending a day at a park, one's not necessarily better than the other. I think if you look at the, I, I guess, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I probably, I'm looking at a park map now. I guess I'm trying to, like, I'm looking at the kids area on the park map of Gumbaya just to remind myself. And yeah, look, I, yeah, it, they, they are, they are very different. So yes, maybe we shouldn't drill into it too much because I think ultimately we'll never win and never be able to decide on one because they, they are so different at the, you know, yet similar at the same time in the sense they both have wet and dry rides. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're different enough that I think that you could go to both quite easily and it wouldn't feel like you're repeating too much. Now, what I found interesting between the two parks as well is that if you look at the, the, the general sort of, because the price point is exact is pretty much exactly the same. Is that right? Like they are both the same price point, or am I wrong there? Gumbire is slightly more expensive. So I think in season passes, oh, don't quote me. I believe Gumbire is fifty dollars more, but it's actually an annual pass, not a season pass. So you do get a bit more out of it. And for a day ticket, I think you're running about ten to fifteen dollars more a day to get into Gumbire. Okay. Yeah, what I find interesting is that both parks have got the express passes. They've they're like they're all sort of doing the the additional experience options. You know, obviously the cabanas, the like in the case of fun fields, they've got a few different sort of tiers of reserved seating and reserved areas. And yep. while while some may argue that's a bad thing, it was actually very interesting in the interview with uh, Ange, director at Funfields, just how they approach that. And what I found interesting was Funfields reviews, are uh, they tie for top spot in Australia if you go off Google reviews. So, it, it was very interesting how seemingly that sort of stuff doesn't affect the Melbourne demographic. They seem to not really mind that sort of stuff. Whereas if you go on the Gold Coast parks, they tend to have a lot of views that are centered around that negatively, but that could just be general weights as well, which, you know, obviously aren't as bad on the Gold, uh, in Melbourne rather. Yeah, look, I mean, I could be completely wrong here, uh, but being someone from Victoria, when we have, you know, the summer period come around and I haven't personally hired a cabana, but I have been tempted. When we have the summer period come around and we go to a local theme park, you're not going to spend, you know, the hundreds if thousands of dollars going to a Gold Coast park. So, it's more or less like a treat. And so, you know, how much yeah. did you say it was going to be? Hundreds or thousands to go I to I thought Gold you Coast. said hundreds and thousands, hundreds of no, thousands. No. And do, I'm do like- not, Do you not spend $250,000 on a flight? Am I, am I buying my flights from- <laughs> Well, uh, let me ask you, Matt, are there other people on the plane when you fly or is it just you? It's me and Richard Branson. He's got that, well, that fancy one that goes up to the moon. That's your problem. See, yeah, when I fly, I'm usually cramped between two people. So, <laughs> that's the difference. That's the million dollar difference right there. Uh, so See, I'm doing it wrong. Okay, well, never mind then. Um, but no, I think, yeah, we we only have a, such a small window for our parks where they're so lively and they're typically quite busy. So, I don't think a lot of people um, really see a massive drawback to actually spending the $200 getting a cabana. I think a lot of people will see value in it, um, especially you can crowd quite a few people in there depending on the park. Fun fields are a bit more restrictive with how many you can have in there, whereas Gumbaya, they're by the, the wave pool. So, 
you can sort of fill it up with as many people as you want. Now, I just want to say one more thing. As someone who was considering getting an annual pass for, uh, you know, really both the Melbourne theme parks, Mm -hmm. they are more expensive than the Gold Coast parks if you look at the fact that, you know, you're getting one park versus, uh, versus, you know, plenty on the Gold Coast. But I don't think that's a bad thing. In fact, I think the Gold Coast is too cheap and I think they're slowly moving more expensive in the right direction back to the where they used to be. But I just think that's another interesting difference as well. I mean, you're going on the fact that people enjoy, you know, upcharging their experience, yet it's also more expensive to, say, be a local and get an annual pass. So, again, it's just another difference of the Melbourne theme park industry. And, in fact, probably something that allows the, the industry to grow so much. Yeah, and I think the the industry in Melbourne anyways, it's still maturing. We're still sort of figuring out where we're at and and how we want to present ourselves. A perfect example, as I mentioned, is Gumbaya's recent change from a season pass to an annual pass. Um, I think we will continue to see it change a little bit. I know, uh, speaking with both owners from Funfields and Gumbaya, a, a large um, reason- for the you know the prices that they charge is simply because that's what it costs to run a theme park. Um, I feel like the Gold Coast parks have the luxury, I guess, of having quite the turnover year round. Twelve months of people that's walking a good through point. the gate. Yeah, that the Victorian parks don't necessarily get. So you have to consider that they're going to have four or five really good months where they're going to bring in some decent money, followed by six or seven months where they're not going to bring in really any money at all and it's just spend, spend, spend getting ready for the next season. Yeah, look, that that's a, a really interesting point. I guess devil's advocate, you can say, well, I'm spending more and I'm getting less. <laughs> but no, if you yeah, if you look at it from the fact that, yes, they need to make a dollar too, that is a, a very good point. Yeah. So, as someone who's 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 an avid, uh, avid uh, theme park goer in Melbourne, has it been interesting seeing the two parks evolve? I mean, I guess Funfields is our topic for this episode. So, how yeah. Funfields has has evolved? Yeah, look, I I really like the direction that Funfields are going in. Um, as I said, they're both Gabaya and Funfields, and Funfields and Luna Park and Funfields, and even Adventure Park. They're different parks. They serve different purposes. They serve different demographics. Um, it's a lot warmer where Funfields is compared to where Adventure Park is, um, and Funfields is only open six months out of the year. So. I'm really happy that they're continuing to invest in water slides and water attractions and smaller rides, whereas they're leaving the roller coasters to a park that's going to be open year round. Mm. And is there anything about fun fields that you wish they would change? I mean, I, I guess we had a had a conversation and while we weren't getting blueprints on what's coming next, we obviously got mm. a little bit of a vibe on, on, on where they want to be and how yeah. they position themselves. Uh, you know, do you, do you, are you pretty excited about the future of the park after, uh, you know, hearing about all that? Um, yes. Yeah, I am. I think they, they've got the right mindset as well that they're conscious of how they're growing because they're conscious of the effect they're having on the surrounding neighbourhood and community. Um, it's no secret that both parks, and I'm sure all parks in Victoria, but I can especially say for Gumbire and Funfields, in their busy days, they create lines that go spill out onto the road. They'll create a lot of traffic. Uh, 
so they're conscious of of that growth and they want to make sure that growth is not too fast so that they lose control of it. They they still want to control, I guess, how how much it grows. So I think they're smart to be gradual in like we'll put a slide in and we'll perfect it. We'll put in a, a, a lazy not lazy real wave pool and we'll perfect it. They don't want to just go bang 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 and put all these things in and drive all these people in because they know that that's going to have negative impacts on their operations. If that makes sense. Now, Matt, I've been asking you a lot of questions because I find your opinion on things a little bit more interesting than I think mine <laughs> would be because yours is not, you know, one time piece, but, you know, you've gradually seen the parks grow. Hmm. I want you to ask me some tough questions right now. I've done both parks back to back, you know. Yes. Not even, I don't know, not not many hours difference between the yep. two parks, you know. Yep. Give me, the, give me some hard comparisons to make. I've got quite a few questions for you actually so okay before, let's do this i guess we dive into comparing the two parks and your experiences at the two parks you have come so to sort of switch the tables a little bit you've come from gold coast you've come from the the hub of australian theme parks if you think theme parks in australia you think movie world you think dream world so you've been to those parks you've been to parks with a lot of budget with a lot of direction a lot of people who know what they're doing when you come down to Victoria and you see our parks, honestly, what's your impression? Do you walk in and you go, this is well run or are you seeing things that you think that management in our parks might be missing, that guests in our parks might be missing? Like, What, what are your thoughts comparing our parks to a more polished um, product in Gold Coast? All right. Well, I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it on two conditions that, you know, you can keep continue, you can consider these two things when I give my feedback. Firstly, I think it is it goes without saying that, you know, if someone treats you well, you're going to have a better, you know, experience there. So Funfields has always been so generous with their time and, you know, their support for the channel. Like I'm not saying they pay us, but I'm saying that they when, when I've gone there, they've they've given they've they've really cared about um, you know, how, how we've found the park and they've wanted feedback. Like when you have multiple family members on multiple visits approach you and spend hours with you for no other reason but to just hear what you think and how they can improve. And then on the flip side, they want to show you, you know, how everything runs and why and, and just that passion on a Sunday of all, of all days, you know, they're at work, um, you know, you, you can't, you know, it is going to sway your decision on something. So, just keep that in mind. And also keep in mind the fact that I don't know everything. So, you know, this is just personal opinion and, you know, some of my points could be utter rubbish. But, yes, I actually see some pretty strong similarities between Funfields and Gambaya and Village and Dreamworld. And I know I'm talking like, it's like, you know, comparing a continent versus a country. So, Village versus Ardent Leisure, whatever they call themselves now. Um, the way I see Funfields and Ardent Leisure or Dreamworld is that they are both, and I'm talking now, I'm not talking about, like I'm talking Greg Gears, not, you know, prior, is that they've got a pretty strong vision in mind. And I do think the visions are different between the two parks because I think Dreamworld is trying to sort of get back upon what they had, whereas I think Funfields is on a roll and they're sort of continuing on it. But they both care greatly about guest experience. And I think the goodwill is going to be the biggest drive for their growth. Uh, you know, I think I think you can only, well, you can look at the Google reviews, which I think is a really interesting way of seeing trends in how people are 
you know feel about the park uh and and both dreamworld and fun fields if you look at guest feedback is very similar not saying identical but very similar and it's heading in the right direction so if you look at gum buyer i'll be honest i don't know gum buyer trend but i know where it's at now and it's one of the lowest theme parks review wise and if you look at village it's trending unfortunately poor i'm not I'm just that's just what it is. Go look at uh, your latest, you know, couple of month reviews and even before busy seasons and you'll realize that it is true. They are not trending fantastically in terms of at least Google reviews. And I think that's a really interesting uh, snapshot because it's kind of the vibe I felt as well. Um, you know, Village and Gumbaya are more corporate. They tend to have larger budgets. I think that it probably comes back to just general size and feel of the park. I think if you look at Dreamworld and Funfields, you're sort of probably lower budget attractions, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. Like, for example, you can have a much better day at Dreamworld. You can have a much better day at Funfields. It it can just be what you want out of a park. And for a lot of people, that can be a nice place to spend time. Doesn't necessarily matter what rides you've got. And again, I know Dreamworld, some people will say, well, why you say that? Because Dreamworld used to have a bad rep for, you know, presentation and all that. But if you look at current ways that they are, then they tend to be going in a more positive direction. So, yes, I see the two similarities quite a lot. So, yes, compared to, you know, from a Gold Coast point of view, um, I think it's unfair to just, like, go Melbourne versus Gold Coast because I think yeah. Gold Coast just has bigger budgets. But if you want, I guess, a snapshot of how I think the Melbourne industry is, I see a lot of similarities to how things are here. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably basing that around the main metric of, say, guest experience. But that was honestly a lot of things I got out of the interview with Ange yesterday was was guest experience just matters so greatly to them. And I think I think Dreamworld are taking that very seriously as well. And they've always had a great reputation in that department. So, yeah, I think to me, that's the biggest link between the two, if you want to compa- compare it. And, um, you know, the general uh, competitive uh, landscape. But I don't know if that's more off topic than what you wanted, but I that to me was the biggest uh, biggest takeaway I had from my weekends. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And I guess you've already sort of touched on it. But um, my next question was going to be comparing, um, I guess, the experiences between the two. So, I'll adjust slightly then. Um, you did mention in the episode that we did on Gumbaya uh, that you, you're getting the impression Victorians value a waterside more than they, they value a roller coaster. Do you think- the, you know, I guess both parks have added an attraction this year. Do you think the roller coasters have added enough to Gumbaya World to sort of change the way that Victorians will look at a theme park? Or do you think they would have had more value had they had added a supernova to Gumbaya rather than a roller coaster? So, what are your thoughts there on the, the attractions that have been brought forward this year? Look, it's hard to say. I, I can't, I, you know, I don't know truly what bump the roller coasters had. You know, if they were saying that guests walked away, you know, X percent happier and there was this many more guests and in general, you know, they could bump the ticket prices up $10 more and people were happy to pay it and tens were still up. You know, that that probably points to a pretty positive sign that, hey, the new rides have probably had some effect. But from what I saw, the lines, you know, like, 
the amount of people in Gumbaya World on a dry ride were really quite low. I mean, the lines were, let's say, 20, 30 minutes, but that was not length of line. That was just ride operation. You know, that's just the the the, the speed in which people could get processed. So, and, and it was actually the same at Funfields. I mean, Voodoo and, and Blackbeard's Fury had very small lines compared to the water slides. And, and on the day I went to Funfields, it was overcast and quite cool. So... Yeah, I, 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 I walked away really thinking that water slides were the future, or maybe not the future, but, that, you know, water slides were probably the safer bet for Victoria, at least from what I saw. But again, that's a, such a small snapshot, you know, in the middle of winter, if you want to operate a year-round park, uh, you know, you, you're going to have to reconsider the, the water slide choice. And I think both parks realize that and and I mean I know Funfields isn't year round but they've they've still tried to cater for both so I think it's probably a little bit early I think it's hard to say and I think ultimately if you know you had a like I look put it this way if you had a huge 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 budget which Gumbaya has a decent budget I think ultimately you're going to probably get more out of a theme park than a water park because you're going to have people like me that go I don't really want to you know walk around barefoot, not wearing my glasses and shirtless all day. So, you probably are going to just get a bigger crowd that prefer a water park, sorry, a, a dry park. But again, you also want a business that's, you know, like bigger isn't always better when it comes to business. So, again, I think the safer bet might just be, you know, a water park that's seasonal if you can make that work and, you know, you can run a good healthy business that way. I think that's probably a... A better direction to make, but it's so hard to comment because I just don't know the the inner financials on on whether they're seeing the you know the fruits of their labor. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll definitely keep everyone um, updated throughout the year when we move into our cooler months in Victoria. And Gumbaya is, besides Luna Park, the only park that's open. I'll keep everyone posted on how that goes because I'm also interested um, is, you know especially now that everyone's going to be getting annual passes for Gumbaya World they're going to have access to the park throughout this winter period so is that going to be enough to bring them back in to have people come on a 10 to 15 degree day to ride on a couple of roller coasters so I'm interested to see that too um, now conscious of time we've got to get into our interview with Ange but I am very curious to talk a little bit more about Supernova um, their new water slide that they've just opened up only about a month ago uh, at Funfield. So, this is the first time you've gone on a water slide in about 10 years, he said. Yeah, it's- uh, look, the 10 years was an estimate, but it, yeah, it wouldn't be far off that. So, what were your, I guess, thoughts? Because water slides, I, as I know, they've changed quite a bit. To give you a rough idea, I know we didn't do it, but that um, Typhoon slide, which is the red and white one at the front of the park- that was put in around 10 years ago and then comparing it to the big slides we've got now in Gravity Wave and Supernova, are you, um, you know, are you impressed with sort of what the parks put in? Do you wish they did anything different maybe with the design of the ride, with the colour choice, with the theming? What, like, what are your thoughts looking at it as a finished product? Well, I'm just on the Funfields website here and it says Funfield officially has three pro slide world records, including the new Gravity Wave. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that's a record. Okay. Uh, world's biggest, longest and tallest 
Pro Slide Wave Water Slide. And yeah, the 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 height and length were the two things that that I I sort of I guess went wow about. Um, especially on Gravity Wave, actually. I think Gravity Wave to to for me is definitely my favorite. Um, yeah, but, I'd agree. But but yeah, like the the fact it just sort of had a really good length about it. You know, with water slides, it's not uncommon just to go down into the element and then exit out the bottom. So to to have say you know for example the well the the world's longest in for this is just supernova. I don't does gravity wave gravity wave has a claim to fame, doesn't it? It also is, or is it gravity. just? A bit sh- no, it is a world record holder. What is is it height? No, or- su- su- supernova wasn't. Supernova was off by about twenty meters, wasn't it? Um, gravity wave is, I believe, the world's longest tornado Biggest wave, and tallest. Yeah, I'm just having a look. I-, I thought. Well, they say here that supernova has a a claim to fame. Well, sorry, a pro slide world record. So maybe there's more on technicality. They technically, because I think you're right. I think Adventure World wins it by like 20 meters or something like that. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, look, yeah, between the two, I think Gravity Wave was my favorite. But they they were yeah. both like equally sort of felt just as long. I think the only thing that got me with Gravity Wave is it just felt faster, and I think that obviously comes back to just the sheer height and size. So yeah, well, I guess they're both Gravity- the same height. Yeah, Physical Gravity height. Wave is definitely, I think it's faster. It throws you around a lot more. And I, I think it's a lot more thrilling of a ride. Yes, I agree with that. I was like, okay, I, I, I don't know. I thought you were going to segue into, into something. Yeah, no, I agree. Gravity Wave is the better of the two. However, I think that they both have a... Like, they're different experiences. Like, they're not... Like, they're obviously on the same tower, but they feel very different as well. So, I think some people are going to, I think, prefer the the Supernova. But I think, it, you know, it, it's going to just be something that you... Yeah, you have differing thoughts on. Well, yeah, look, in saying that, um, not just when we were there, but when I went there previous previously the last two times supernova consistently had a longer line than gravity wave so even though i think and you think that gravity wave is better i know um speaking with my fiance and speaking with my brother they much preferred supernova they think it was visually a better ride to be on they thought the drop into the funnel was more thrilling um whilst i didn't think it was as whippy or as fast as gravity wave they just thought as an overall experience it offered more than what Gravity Wave does. Yeah, no, I can see that. I, I I agree. It had sort of those two elements that were very different, the supernova. So, yes, I, I can see that point of view as well. But, you know, as a thrill junkie, I think speed and heights, my, uh, mm. you know, those drops make a big difference. I definitely agree. Um, well, yeah, we got you on some water slides. We ate some food, which I think arguably might be a little bit better at Fun Fields. Um, we... Yeah, tested out the the wave pool very, very briefly. I think you dipped your toes in and it is nice and warm in there. The cabanas were luxurious. Is there any other comments you have on Funfields before we move into our interview with Ange? Um, I, I thought it was an interesting- I, I thought the food and beverage was, was a lot more logical. Actually, expanding on that, I think Funfields probably had a few more theme parkisms over Gumbaya. Uh, you know, I noticed a little bit better use of like the audio, just sight lines and just general mm-hmm. 
um, the way plants were probably done to hide infrastructure, for example, um, just general upkeep and then the positioning of the food and beverage and just the, uh, the, the way it was not all centered in one section. Um, I think Funfield's definitely one there. I think mm. the biggest thing that, you know, Gumbaya has going for it is it truly feels like a master plan. You know, it's like one of those those estates that's like, you know, they built like the the main boulevard and all the, ha- you know, and everything sort of feels like it's it's yeah. very much, you know, it's very logical, whereas Funfields has obviously grown more organically and a little bit smaller pathways and stuff. And there's obviously pros and cons, don't get me wrong, but, but Gumbaya makes you go, wow. But yeah, I think deep down, Funfields just just had that little bit more attention to detail, and to me, that was the 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 huge takeaway I had for it. So, yeah, no, look, I I have to echo that. I mean, everyone knows I love Come By World, so this is not me at all saying one's better than the other. Because um, when you go to Come By World, you're right; it's it's planned out perfectly. Like they like definitely that- thought of everything. Like, for example, you you drive into Gumbaya and it feels like, wow, like, you know, you've got mm. great- you, It's probably one of the nicest entrances full stop in Australia. You've got, you know, that beautiful building, which admittedly, it seems like they just funnel you through the gift shop. So, it's like, you know, unless you're right there in the peak period, mm. um, you know, which is a bit of a shame. But, you know, you've got that beautiful building. You've got that boulevard that goes down. Mm. Um, you've, you've, you've obviously got the- the, the just, just, just the the money they spent on the car park alone is like yeah. wow, it really sets the scene. Which, admittedly, Funfields does not have any of that. You know, it is a very different vibe. So, you know, props to Gumbaya there. So, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's it, it was it, it. They're both really good parks. I think. I think the 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 message I guess you should say is, you know, if you're in Victoria, you've got two really good options to you know get an annual pass for, or why not both. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I think um, for, from speaking with Ange and from speaking with Albert and even just seeing the people around um, Fine Fields as well, the, the key difference, as you said, is one's a master plan. One is like a child to these men. Like, they care so deeply about it. While we're talking with Albert, he's constantly walking off and picking up rubbish. Um, Ange mm. is so proud of the plants he's chosen and the way that he, you know, like, takes care of those gardens and make sure they look really good. And, oh, this area doesn't look good. I'm going to go down to Bunnings, grab a couple of plants and throw them in there. They've mm. got that more hands-on approach at Fun Fields where they, they're being really careful with the presentation. And as you touched on as well, I'm not sure if it was in the interview, he's somehow mistakenly fallen into these perfect theme park design guidelines, as you said, sight lines, hiding mm. buildings, stuff like that. He he didn't even know he was doing it. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, the care and the passion they have at Funfields is just, you know, it's really, really refreshing to see that they've got that level of attention to detail in a park in Victoria. 100%. I think you sum it up very well that they accidentally, you know, they accidentally made the park, you know, perfect in a lot of ways like yeah. it's just it's just it's just what you know looking at something a million times can do mm. and and i think i think we shouldn't say any more because i think a lot of this is going to come out in the interview so we probably should just jump straight to it but mm. yeah it's uh it was it was obviously a great weekend thank you to both parks for uh for you know being open and and, and in the case of fun fields hosting us and uh you know being such a grace graceful uh 
hosts. And yeah, we, we can't wait to uh, share the interview with everyone. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any, I guess, closing thoughts on your weekend before we do move into that? Um, no, look, not really. I think we've summarized everything really well. Mm. Uh, you know, I think we probably should head down to Adventure Park in yep. Geelong sometime. I think that'd be really interesting thing to see. I sort of feel like it would almost be a little bit of a hybrid between the two. It has a nice sort of, you know, general park layout and all that and seems a little bit more green and stuff. But I feel like that sort of smaller sort of, you know, not as capital hungry design would, would probably come out. Am I right in saying it's probably a, feels a little bit like a, a hybrid between the two or... To be honest, I haven't been to Adventure Park since they put in their new slides. So, well, there you go. So we'll have to check it out. We we'll have to check it out. I mean, we we haven't seen. There's like we've obviously done. Well, I've done Luna Park Sydney recently, but you know the mm. likes of say Jamboree and stuff like that. We really should. And I guess once we consider water parks, we 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 really opens up to definitely a few more options. Yeah, we've got plenty of parks we need to see, um, plenty of people we need to talk to. So, if you do have any parks you want us to check out, please do, you know, let us know either via Facebook or Instagram or messaging either of us directly. If you work in any of the parks and know anyone that'd be interested in talking to us after hearing our interview with Ange, definitely let us know as well. We, as we said, are very excited with how that interview went and we do hope that we can do similar things in the future because we think every park is going to bring something new um, that people are going to love listening to. A hundred percent. And I think the biggest takeaway I hope our viewers have or listeners have is that, yeah, we really do just want to share the the industry. It's not about the, you know, it's not about the biggest biggest rides or the best food or the you know the free it's gifts not, yeah, which we do not best. get for sure but no. yeah it's it's about sharing about the industry we we love because you know ultimately i think we all want to just go to a theme park and have it be our happy place yeah and i think that we all have parks that are special to us and there's i'm sure everyone goes into a park and has questions about how it's run why it's run why did this go here why did that go there and that's, you know, we'd be more than happy to obviously try to find those answers for you. Well, with uh, with that uh, in mind, I think it's time to, uh, yeah, play our interview. So, I hope you guys enjoy it. And as always, you can reach out to us on social media or uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah, definitely. Enjoy this interview that Ash had with Ange. They, like, I sat and listened to it and it was very, very interesting um, just hearing the way that Ange spoke about the park as we mentioned the incidences where he accidentally stumbled onto things and the way that they've designed stuff. So, I think you really enjoyed this uh, this interview. Well, thanks everyone and we'll, uh, we'll see you on the next one. So, uh, we're sitting down here with Ange, the part owner and director here at Funfields in Victoria. Thanks so much for joining us. No, pleasure, pleasure. Yeah, good to be here. So, uh, tell me a little bit about Fun fields and how it came to be. I'm really interested in the backstory. Well, it's actually a long story because we've obviously been here for many, many years. I think it's you know back in the uh, 80s, and it was just a uh, back then a little dream, I guess. Yeah, it was just a toboggan park, um, go karts, and what have you. And uh, yeah, we just just enjoyed watching families come and visit us and uh, wondered where it could go one day, but. Uh, it's been a very, very slow build over the, over the many years, but um, this is what we've 
managed to achieve over that time, yeah. Accidental theme park owners, we call <laughs> ourselves, yeah. I'm very interested. There's a lot of, uh, I've noticed a lot of sort of theme parkisms, like attention to detail, sight lines, music, you know, the way you've placed things around the park. How did that, like, I mean, that doesn't happen by mistake. So do you go to other theme parks and do you kind of like see what they do and how they do it? We do, but unfortunately, um, we, we don't have the, we don't have the budget. We don't have the, uh, the, the talent, I guess, or the, or the, or the, design teams that that that, that your, your big theme parks have access to so we sort of rely on um like local engineers local uh tradesmen local electricians and what have you that have never really had anything to do with a the theme park so we've all learnt as we've gone along and we've improved for example the very first water slide we built um, was back in 2010-ish, you know, the blackout and wipeout. Now, the guys that worked on that water slide basically all worked on the supernova, you know, 20-odd years later, yep. right? And uh, have we gotten better at it? Absolutely we have, you know. We, you know. we started off with Australian Leisure back then, ended up with Pro Slide, and, um, you know, and we've, you can just, just the way we presented the blackout and wipeout compared to the way we presented the supernova, we've developed, what I'm trying to get at is we've developed as a team. Yes. And as, as individuals, as far as tradesmen go, and as us, as uh, theme park owners. So back then it was just like, shit, what do we do here? It's not like you can just go down the road, you know, if you're building a, uh, I don't know, a hotel, you know, you're building the Crown Casino or whatever it is, you just go down to the, down, how are they doing it? You get ideas. With theme park, you've got to jump into a plane or you've got to go to the Gold Coast or whatever you and you just don't have that the accessibility. Yes. And even back in the day, you've really even what's online now compared to what was online, you know, thirty years ago when we got into the place was different. It's accessibility is um, the key now, right? So you mentioned a little bit about you know going to other theme parks and stuff like that. Oh, when definitely. you when you go to let's say you go overseas, you go to a theme park. Do you do you switch off or do you go? Oh, that's a good idea. I want to oh, absolutely, yes. and that's been going on since you know. I've taken the kids to Disneyland. I've taken the kids to name the theme parks. You know, especially through the states, and um, that's the first thing that goes through through our mind. Oh, could we do this at, at Funfields? Right? Could we do this? Could we, you know? And always, it's always like, how could we scale this down to work in you know yes. with what we could afford to do? And that's basically what it is, you know. Um, and and that's how. We've gotten to where we are right now. So yep. it definitely seems a little bit like a Melbourne thing, having a mix of dry and wet rides. Yep. What goes into choosing the ratio or choosing what's going to come next? Well, very good question. And and I guess this comes down to experience over the 30 years. During the winter months, we sit down as a group, as a family, because that's what we are, we're a family. Um, and we, the first thing that comes to mind is, 35 degrees, we have no problems packing this place out, right? 18, 19 degrees a day like today, how do we get more people here? Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's the question that we have not been able to answer, uh, except to say that if we had the the hypercoaster or, or the steel taipan that Queensland have got up here today, I dare say we might have, you know, three or 400 people more than what we've got here right now. Yes. Right. Melbournians do not go out if the weather's crappy. Yes. So there's your answer. Like we 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 through that we've decided that 
water is the way to go because yep. that's the only way we're going to get people here. And we've got to, if it's 35 degrees, would they rather be in a pool or would they rather be on a, on a hyper coaster? We figure they'd rather be on a pool. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So that's, uh, that's where we're at. Given your role here, what's something that you do a lot of that people wouldn't expect, you know, a director, <laughs> what, what's the, what's the stuff about your role that people wouldn't know you do? Look, I am the furthest thing from a corporate, you know, I'm, I'm the managing director. I'm the furthest thing from the, the normal managing director, corporate person you would ever see. Like just to give you an example. When we had the, um, the ProSlide uh, technician came over to do the ride verification. He flew over for three days. Jesse, I've spoken to him over the years many, many times. And um, he, he came looking for me. And I was in, underneath the supernova, just jumped out of my bobcat, shovel in hand, spreading out some rock, trying to clean up the place. And he came up to me and goes, Ange, don't you have people to do this for you? And I said, it doesn't work like that. It's like, I can, but I, I just feel like I've got to be the one doing it. In the mornings. When pre-opening, um, we've got all the rides covered as far as ride checks go, all the um, maintenance stuff, maintenance stuff going around. What's Ange doing? I'm in a garden bed over there somewhere because uh, someone's thrown out some Coke cans or Ange's, you know, you talk about attention to detail. I want to be absolutely sure that those chairs have been placed, you know, like like you've walked into a showroom or you've walked, like that, that, that's, that's my role. Um, and, and I'm not afraid to uh, grab a gurney and pressure wash. I'm not afraid to grab a mow, jump on a mow and cut grass. That, that That's where I'm at. And that's, yeah. I, I think that attention to detail and presentation probably leads me into my next question. So I did a little bit of a look uh, at basically all the theme parks in Australia on Google, the reviews. Yeah. So you and uh, theme park in Perth Adventure World are tying in the top spot. Okay. Well, that's funny to mention that. Well, Andrew who's the CEO over there at, um, we're, we're great mates. He's, he's some, he's someone I go to quite regularly, like it's weekly phone calls, um, catch ups. He comes and visit us a couple, yeah, at least once a year. And we sit down for, you know, and, and we, we, we talk about all that sort of stuff. So yeah, funny to mention that we're the two uh, leading Google reviewers <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. Not that I follow it cause that's way above my pay grade. I've got no idea how that all works, but um, other, others tell me that we're doing okay, but I think that it comes back down to the fact that we're a family business and it's not just Angelo, right? There, there's, there's six of us in this family and, and we're all, you know, nuts for, when it comes to detail and, and pride, right? So, uh, I think the fact that, that we are family and, and the fact that we treat it like our own home, I think that obviously comes out in the, in the Google reviews and the way people see it, right? I won't, I won't leave. I won't, unless I'm 100% sure that the customer that's coming in tomorrow is going to get the best experience possible. There's no turning off for us. And when the park's open, there's six of us, five out of six of us will be here every time the park's open at, wow. at a minimum, right? If not six. Yeah, right? wow. so It's just the way we are. I, I do not ever shut off from the park. Neither of us do, right? I think uh, Ash was here the other day. I'm the last one to leave, right? Always, like one of us or Albert, always the first year, last to leave, and that's just how it is. And and obviously that's coming through in the reviews. And I'm glad, I'm glad you've noticed uh, those little things that I, yeah, it, it's nice yeah. to get those that sort of feedback. Yeah, awesome. That's yep. good to good to hear. So you mentioned Pro Slide before. Yeah. 
what what's you don't have to sort of i guess go into detail but what's something when choosing a supplier what are the, some of the things you look at relationships when, okay relationships um going back to what i said to you about the first slide we built and how everyone's working the same the same group of people have worked on the last slide um we we just hit it off with with the pro slide team back in uh 2013 when we brought the typhoon um yeah just the way they approach the whole they're not pushy they're not um they've got some really good ideas and they're obviously one of the best if not the best water slide manufacturer in the world and it was just easy yeah i have a great relationship with phil who's the guy that sold us our first water slide i've yeah like i said um easily get on the phone with him if I was to ring him now, he'd probably wake up and take my calls. So yeah, and it's not like we've bought, we've yeah, he's, they've got a lot bigger clients than Funfields, but um, they're just that they understand family business, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let me ask you another, I guess, sort of riding off the whole. How do you choose a ride? How do you choose a theme? I won't take any credit for that. Okay. Um. Yeah. The guys at Biscuit uh, help us out with that. Yes. And um. Yeah. And I'm always asking the younger guys, what do you think? You know. And and then I'll just take away what I, what, you know, what I think might work in the end. But yeah, I'm not going to take any credit for any of the uh, concepts or, uh, or uh, ideas. Yeah, no. So, so let me ask you: When you walk through the park, do you ever come come in as a like on a day off? Like, is that something that you, you no. or is this every day you hit? Every you're always day, working. always working, always yes. on the park. I, I wish I could, but I just can't. I can't switch off. Um, I can't. Um, yeah. I think I understand where you where you're coming from with the question. Yeah, but no, I I, I just yes. can't. There's, I can't help myself. Yeah, can't help myself. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, look, that's pretty much everything we wanted to cover. Is there anything yeah. you wanted to mention or? No, not really. No, I didn't, I'm yeah. I'm wrapped that um that you've 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 come to Funfields and that you're and that I guess I guess that's where the um the satisfaction or the gratification comes for us is is that we're we're getting recognised as a as a, a a park as a theme park. And so it's um, really, uh, really uh, exciting that you guys have um, chosen the yeah, interviews. 100%. And, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, awesome. Because I, be yeah, I get, often get on or listen or get onto parks and, and, and your comments and, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's all, always interesting. And I'm glad that um, we're a part of it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah awesome. Really, really uh, it strokes the ego. It's really good. Yeah, <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, yeah no, that's awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank, thank you very you. much for joining us. Thanks for coming out here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.